Last time... Neon gets abandoned after it's overrun with demons. The group encounters a couple of powerful undead creatures, and Christofferson reveals himself as the cause of the demons. Friends of the Musketeers fall in battle, and a suspicious invitation from Christofferson is too much to pass up to save Mimi, Galaxy, and Dave's fallen friends. And Mimi gets her two elephants. Why does it take so long for pirates to learn the alphabet? It's because they can spend years at sea. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters! Welcome, welcome everyone to another elephant-filled episode of Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. We are a fifth edition D&D actual play podcast. I am Kurt, Daddy the Dungeon Master, and to my left we have... Sam, I play Mimi, our favorite druid elf and the leader of the musketeers. Three musketeers. And to my left we have... Brady, and again, you're not the leader. No one is. We're all equal. I play Galaxy, the elf wizard, um, who's also a musketeer and also lost her chips and salsa. Friend. Yes. And to my left, we have... My name's Aaron. I play uh, Dave, our favorite halfway player. <laughs> Somewhat. Aaron, thanks for coming back. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had you on. Yeah. You, you are one of our, our veteran Daves. Yikes. Girls, need to remind you about something. Uh, Natalie wanted a shout out. Yes. Who did? Your friend Natalie. She's been watching us on YouTube, our YouTube videos. Uh For real? Yeah. Yeah. Like on every one? I I don't know. But the the latest one she watched and she's like, I watch all your videos and you need to give me a shout out. So give her a shout out. Hope you've been liking the videos. <laughs> Alright, right, let's get into it. Let's play it. Let's play Dungeons and Dragons. Alright. So as a recap for Aaron, in case you're not current, what happened last time is that the three musketeers encountered a number of very powerful, dark, undead creatures that uh, ended up killing their friend and fellow musketeer, Betha and Blondie. Betha was the human ranger that uh, created Chips and Salsa. (laughs) And Blondie was the gnome that helped create a lot of the mechanical and magical technological things that the uh, musketeers use. Like the musculator. And and the muskets. And like uh, he was also the one that got the, the jet to work again <laughs> that uh, uh, that the musketeers had gotten from, from the Atlanteans. Uh, so that was rather devastating for, for the girls. Uh, Especially for me and, and they also Yeah, yeah. And they also had an encounter with Christofferson, the, the big bad of the campaign. He made an appearance. And he made it uh, he made it very clear that all everything that's been happening uh, within the city recently, because the city has been overrun by demons, the city of Miam, 
and the city got abandoned because the all the soldiers and knights couldn't keep all the demons at bay. And so the city uh, was vacated by all the refugees and the citizens of Miam, and Christopherson made it very clear that he was the reason behind it, and he went after Blondie and Betha because... All the things he's been trying to do up until this point to affect the three of you have not worked. So he's decided to start going after uh, the people that you care about. It will instead. not work, I tell you. And so then he also said that uh, he's looking forward to seeing you again and uh, wants you to come find him in Atlantis. And that's when he had disappeared. I do not Why does he want us? You don't know. You don't like, are we part of a prophecy? He's, yeah, he is probably he looked at he's looked into the future and we've done beautiful things. Maybe he's trying to stop a galaxy and Greg's wedding. <laughs> yes! Please! You and Greg are destined to be be together? Yes. No sense. I've already planned out the ceremony. It's happening in it's, well, <laughs> You started wedding planning? Will, will yes. Mr. Bokbok be the person who says like that? Yeah, Mr. Bokbok is gonna marry you. Yeah, he, he's gonna preside over the wedding. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> We've gathered here today <laughs> to win Galaxy to Greg. <laughs> this is gonna be a really uncomfortable adventure when I have to voice both Mr. Bokbok and Greg, because Greg would be there. And then I have to switch back to the Mr. Bokbok voice. <laughs> Man, I would I would need some like cough drops at the end of <laughs> that adventure. Well, yeah. so where we pick off, uh, pick up, where we pick off, pick up, where we pick up, where we pick up, pick up from last time is that it is actually just a couple of hours after the sun is starting to rise up on the now abandoned and kind of ruined city of Miam. The good news is that the demons seemed to not want to leave the city limits itself. They chased everybody out, but then once everyone got outside of the city, they did not pursue any further than that. So the knights and the soldiers of Miam have set up barricades and, uh, and a boundary around the city, both to the north and the south. Now you and most of the other musketeers had left with the, with the citizens of Miam to the south. To the south of the city is where the harbor is, and this is where all the ships are that come in and out of the city. They're going on a boat. <laughs> so um, I'm riding my mama, Elephant Nina, and Mr. Bokbok's riding Baby Philip. Baby Philip, okay. But will all of our pets be magically on the boat? Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Because I want Tiny Ginger. We'll get to that. Tiny Ginger. Where is Tiny Ginger right now? Anyway, I think Tiny Ginger is still back at Mount Olympus. I know, but he can teleport. Or would or well, so we you have been in Miam for a long time in three weeks. During that three week period of time, would you have gotten your ponies from Mount Olympus yes. and brought them to Miam? Okay. So we have our little ponies in my two elephants and Mister Bok Bok and my soon to be pet bear. <laughs> I'm very devoted on pets. Don't know where this pet bear is coming from. I'm like, uh, it's gonna magically just appear, you know. You can you can summon animals with your magic, <gasps> not permanently though. <gasps> the refugees out of Miam, they're they're trying to get organized and trying to figure out what it is they are going to do next, and talking with the other soldiers and the musketeers and the people around, and it does sound like that there are some key peoples or figureheads of the city and of the musketeers that are getting together 
the, to start the planning of what's going to be happening next. So, is there is anything... everyone going to be living in Mount Olympus then? You don't know. Or Atlantis. You're not going to Atlantis yet. Okay. Right. So, well, so this meeting... Wait, do we have their blondie and Beth's bodies or no? You do, yes. Oh. Yes. Can I put... Did I put them on my backpack? I think you did because they're dead. Yep. So, <laughs> so one of the things that had happened, and I'll say in the last couple of hours, is that uh, there were some clerics that had cast some spells on their bodies to preserve them. So that once you do figure out a way to return the souls to the bodies, the bodies will be ready to go when those souls jump back in there. So with this sort of quote-unquote council meeting that's happening right now, uh, you've heard that it's going to be happening in the next couple of hours. Is there anything in particular that you'd want to do during that period of time? Ooh, I think you know what I'm going to say. What are you going to look for a pet bear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, roll, uh, roll an investigation. Can I have advantage? No. Uh. Because if there were any animals that like got out of the pet shop and outside of Mia, more than likely they just ran away. They wouldn't have stayed with all the people. Where's advantage? You don't have advantage. Oh, what am I rolling? You're rolling an investigation. Okay, I was thinking I was going to roll an advantage. <laughs> you just got so focused, I have advantage. <laughs> Not even worried about the skill check that you're actually going to do. Okay. Okay, um... Hey, 17. 17. You do not find a pet bear. I'm doing it again. All right, that was okay. So you start investigating for another hour. 18. 18, you still don't find a pet bear. <laughs> so, hour number three? A natural 20. No, you did not. Natural 20? Unnatural. Oh, unnatural 20. You still don't find a pet bear. So that's three hours of Mimi. He's not going to let Searching. You well, no, she you. could have found it. It's just the DC on the difficulty class was really, really high. Like 30. No, I made it 25. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, ha- no, I, ha- I couldn't even make it. I have to. I have two plus two in investigation. Right. Yeah. So there. So, so this is a good lesson. If you would have got a natural 20, getting a natural 20 is not an automatic success on skill checks. Okay, I will do it. I will investigate. (laughs) But if I find one, I'm keeping it. Uh, really? Okay, so no. so this answers my next question. Is like, what what were you? T- what was Galaxy and Dave doing in this three hour time period? So Galaxy has gone off in search of her own pet bear or, out of spite towards Mimi. Is that? <laughs> or is that do you want to pet Fox? I have Fox. I don't know. I just want to make her jealous. Okay, so roll your first investigation for the first hour. No, that would be. So she got an eight. Okay, you don't, you, you don't find a pet bear. I get plus eight. Second, second, <laughs> second hour of searching. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Ah, you still don't, you still don't find it. You think you feel like you're getting close She's though. She's cheating. Twenty-two. She. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Ah, you don't find a pet I, bear I, either. I, 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 ah! I need one more hour. No, you do, you search for four oh, hours. She got a natural one. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Dave, Dave, okay, so there's going to be some consequences then because you search for another hour. So No, I didn't. 
You just rolled for I it. I just lied. Oh. Well, in that case, Dave, what were, what were you... Was, was there anything just, you wanted to do for those three hours? for a bear for me? Them. You were helping them? helping them to no avail. Which, which one were you helping? You're going to help Galaxy? Why okay. her? All right, Galaxy then. So that fourth roll does actually count because that was going to be... But one she got a one. Right. But do I get to roll it again? So now you get two more rolls because you would have been able to do all those rolls with advantage. Oh, come on. That was not a roll. That was a drop. No, that, that was a roll. Was a roll. <laughs> so be... What was it? It was a five. Okay, so you still don't find a pet bear. Last roll. Get her. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yep. So even even with Dave's help, you should have helped me. I'm the one who actually wants the pet bear. She just wants to be evil. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this yeah, the pot ca- calling the kettle black? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know what that means? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So three hours goes by. And uh, no pet bear. No pet bear. You get back to the impromptu camp that the musketeers have set up outside of the city of Miam. And there's tents that have been set up. There's some cooking fires that have been going. And everyone looks kind of down and dirty and tired because all night, they've been up all night um, and working their butts off and getting people out of the city and, um, and getting things set up and fortifying their position in case there's any more any more attacks and that as you're moving around through this camp you see a group of people walking towards you and doc is at the the head of these of these people and she's making a beeline towards the three of you right now she's gonna fire us all right so doc makes her way towards you and she has ian with her <laughs> you totally fired. Wait, is Ian bad? No, no. Good. I thought he was. He's a werewolf. No, Ian was like he was like the first captain. It's been a while since you've had a lot of interactions with with Ian. Ian was like the first captain of the Musketeers that you had ever met, and he was leading that group of Musketeers filled with dwarves and humans and elves and gnomes that were in that that ruin oh. where you went back, and there was Rusty the dwarf that didn't like you. And he came up dead, and then he came back, and then you fought the spiders in there. Is any of this ringing a bell? Yep. Yeah? Okay. So, Doc comes towards you, and she says, Dave, Galaxy, Mimi, I've been looking for you. Why? We've had a decision from the council meeting. You're firing us. I am am not firing you. Why? What did you do? She's trying to steal a pet bear. I'm just trying to look for a pet bear to make her jealous. I'm sure there's more productive things that you could be doing right now, but I do have I do have a mission for you. Yes. If you say we're going to Atlantis, I'm... That is actually what I would like you to do. What the... <laughs> so, we do need all of the ships of Miam, and we need the jet, and we need the griffins to airlift people out of here and away from this demon-infested city. All resources are going towards that. Christopherson said the next step of his plan is to meet him in Atlantis. I'm well aware of that. However, the lights that you saw over Atlantis, I know what those mean. What? 
it means that the people of Atlantis have left. Something has happened there that was so terrible that it caused them to abandon the city. So I think what happened here in Miam has happened in Atlantis as well. And we need to find out for sure. And I'd like to see what we can do to get Blondie and Betha back. However, all resources, the council has decided that all resources, which is the right decision, should be used towards helping the people of Miam, getting them out, getting them to safety. But I would like you to go off on your own and see if you can find a ship on your own that can be sort of diverted away from this particular effort. So this is something that you're going to have to do quietly under the table. See if you can find someone with a ship that can take you to Atlantis. Is it? Is it what I think it is? Is it what? The guy with the pot hat? No, it's not going to be Guy. Guy. <laughs> it's not going to be Greg either. <gasps> But Although I now I kind of want to make it Greg. Can you make it Greg? <laughs> no. Because no. that's where I'm going to plan the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> wedding, a wedding at sea. Yes. So, all right. It'd so, be romantic. So, so, so those are the instructions that that you receive from Doc. Is like she's asked you to very discreetly find someone with a small boat to take you to Atlantis. And so this would be, this would be a good time to, to like ask Doc any questions. Hey, um, Doc? Yes. So, do you have any extra magic? Well, first of all, we need to pay you back the money that you loaned us. I, I, yeah, I will say that that had happened during the three-week period that you had spent in Miam. Okay, um... So, but good good thinking on that. And two... That's kind of lawful thinking. That's very lawful thinking in alignment that's that. That's kind of out of character for you, that you would be willingly paying that money back. Well, I would want my money back if I loaned someone. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, very true. All um, right. And do you have any extra magical items that we could borrow? We don't. Resources are a little tight right now, but okay. I, I am going to be sending Ian with you because, as you know, both him and I are from Atlantis, and so he's going to be your guide. So you're not just going to be going in there blind. Um, okay. And Ian steps forward and he's like, And he says, Mimi, Galaxy Dave, be an honor to go adventuring with you again. I have one more thing. Yes. Did Doc. Oh. <laughs> he steps back. <laughs> yes, Mimi. Um, for some reason, Christopherson wants us in Atlantis. Are we part of some prophecy or something? That. I am I'm not sure about uh, I know that the three of you have earned the nickname the three musketeers and we do have some ancient stories and texts about three musketeers from very 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 long time ago um, but it's not it's not clear if it's a prophecy it's just there was, was stories written about the three musketeers a very long time ago do you have those 
stories and paper? We we do not. Um, it's it's you not something. It's not something that we had. It's not a, it's not a tale that I'm particularly familiar with. I just remember hearing about it growing up. You may be able to find more information about it in Atlantis. Okay, which direction is Atlantis? North, south, what? It's south. And you you have to travel by ship to Atlantis. There are security systems in place that anything flying going towards it will get shot out of the sky. Ooh, that's that's fun. That's terrific. Uh, I can just be a fish and we can just use that as a boat. How big of a fish can you turn into? Do you have any idea? Can I turn into a whale? Uh, I think you could turn into like a sperm whale or like a, but not like a, well, oh, actually, can you what turn? about a stingray? Could you turn into a killer whale? It is a beast. It has a challenge rating of three. Can you turn into a challenge rating three creature? Uh. All right. So you are a druid and you are a circle of the moon, I believe. Is it conjure animals? No, this is your your wild shape. This is where you turn yourself into something. Because I haven't seen wild shape. All right, so starting at 6th level, you can transform into a beast with a challenge rating as high as your druid level divided by 3, rounded down. So what level are you at right now? (laughs) 10? So you would be able to turn into a killer whale if you wanted to. What about a stingray? To have like this big flat area on them. (laughs) Oh, so you're thinking like everyone could could ride on that? Like Nemo? Uh, have you ever seen a stingray? Yes. You have? At Como. <laughs> no, but has Mimi ever seen a stingray? Yes! At the zoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Along um, with those dinosaurs. Uh, I suppose if you've seen a killer whale, then you've probably seen a stingray. Um, just roll a, uh, roll a survival check for me. Come on. Just, come on. It's not at the zoo. You've seen, this is... This is one heck of a zoo that you went to as a kid. It had everything there. They shut down the year they opened. That's how dangerous it was. Okay, 19. 19, okay. So you have seen a stingray. Just 19. Yes. You saw a stingray at the zoo. I'm doing. I saw it at the zoo. But the stingray, unfortunately, is not going to be big enough to carry all of you. Because you're going to have you. You're going to have Galaxy. You're going to have Dave. You're going to have Boom. You're going to have Ian. And my elephants. You're going to try and bring the elephants too. <laughs> and my and, my, and tiny ginger. So two two elephants. Tiny ginger. And three ponies. Three ponies. And one chicken. And one chicken. And, and her dog. And and it, what's your both of my dogs. But so twelve. What's your other dog's name? Abby. Abby. Okay. So twelve. Oh. Oh boy. Getting either bigger boat. I want to change. I want to change her to a border terrier really bad. Okay, well then change her. Okay. Okay, let's go find someone who can carry twelve living things. All right. Why don't you uh, Why don't you roll a uh, an investigation check? Advantage. Well, I'm assuming that uh, that Dave or Galaxy is going to be helping you with this, or do you want to have one of them make the roll since they're better at investigating than you? What's your investigation? Mine's a negative one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so. so sorry. Dave's not better at investigation. I have a plus eight. <laughs> Galaxy has a plus eight at investigation. Plus two. Plus two? All right. So it sounds like Galaxy should make this investigation. So the, so the wizard leads you down to the docks and going by the ships that are being 
furiously loaded with people and supplies, and you can see that the harbor is filled with boats at anchor, uh, waiting for orders or waiting just for a spot to open up at the docks so that they can come in and load people up. And you can see already that there are dozens of ships that are sailing away from from the city, taking the refugees away from the city and the demons. So it's a it's a bustle of activity as people are running back and forth. Everyone looks tired and and ragged. Uh, Galaxy, go ahead and roll an investigation check with advantage to see if you can find someone willing to take you away from the refugee effort that's happening right now. Okay. 22. You do have an advantage on it. Oh, I do? Yep, yep, because Mimi and Dave are helping you. 12. 12. Okay. So what was the first one? 22? I get get to do it again. You already did it once. That was the second time. Oh. So you're you're moving along, and uh, you talk to a couple of folks... Uh, there's one grizzly old uh, sailor that you go by. Uh, he doesn't want to have anything to do with you. He's like, I'm busy. I got I got orders. I'm taking these people out of here. Go. You should be helping out too. What are you doing? Orders doing from a leader. Remember, you're supposed to be doing this like incognito. Oh, um. We just got a request. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Well, he moves on. He continues loading supplies onto onto his ship, and and after a little while, you do find a small ship that doesn't Sorry. seem that doesn't seem to be loaded up with a lot of stuff right now. And there's one. You see a man that's kind of like moving about on the deck, kind of slowly compared to the hustle and bustle of everyone else around. Doesn't seem like he's got a whole lot to do right now. This and the name of the ship you can see is is it looks like it was painted kind of haphazardly on the back of the ship and the name of the ship catches your eye the name of the ship is fancy footwork oh god <laughs> is it that guy yeah well as you get closer you see you see an elf hey mr fancy footwork hello hello well, elf this, maiden how are you is this like many years later well, okay, so so for context, so there's this... We, we did this adventure where I created this swashbuckling elf rogue character. Okay. And well, he had I this... I was the DM. Yeah, Sam had DM this adventure. And he, he's he got this special ability called fancy footwork that allows him to like dive in and out of combat um, fairly easily. <laughs> and they just they just loved it so much that the, they nicknamed him fancy footwork. Right. I like it. It's and so, so he comes off of his ship. He he walks up the plank onto the With dock. With all our animals, he's <laughs> it's like, oh, two two beautiful elf maidens. We have a halfling, and he starts going down the line. And well, you have uh, quite the entourage that comes along with you. Do you think you could take us to Atlantis? Wait, I just have a question that's kind of out of context. Uh, context, oh, whatever. Um, context. Contest. Uh, context. 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 <laughs> um. And is he like, is this like many years later of what the adventure we did? Uh, the adventure that we did, did it, I, I, that was a different universe compared to, to this one. So it was, it was about the same time, but it was, yeah, there's a whole different world. Then how did he get older? Well, no, he was, he's the same age as he was before. 
And does he know? Some okay, of well, that? so okay, so 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 this elf standing before you, he's got uh, he's got his long dark hair tied back in a, in a ponytail, and he's got a white billowing shirt on that's like unbuttoned, like halfway down, showing off his his smooth tan chest. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> and you notice that he's got painted on. A thin mustache over his his upper lip. You know that elves can't grow beards or facial hair, but he's taking the time to pencil in a thin mustache on his lip. And he's got a he's got a gold earring in the in the lobe of his wow. large elven pointed ear. Um, do you think you could take us to Atlantis and our circus? <laughs> so, well, after you ask the question, you look at his face and you look at the ship and the size of his ship it, it is a single mass ship and there's no way all of these animals are going um, to fit can, on his ship we can ride on I can ride my elephant <laughs> in the water you, you're not going to be able to get an elephant on this ship um, you're not going to be able to get ponies onto this ship well, what will happen to you tell me. I can put Boom in my backpack and carry Isley. You, you could do that, yes. So what, you could find someone to take care of them. You could hire someone to transport them to where everyone else is going. I go or you could just leave them behind. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I go to Doc and I say, Hey, these are our ponies and my elephants. We can't take them aboard. Can you watch them? Thank you. I run away. <laughs> Rule of persuasion check. I give it. I give advantage. Okay, so Galaxy's helping you. Nineteen. All right, pretty good. It's something lower. It's something lower. All right, so we'll go. We'll go with the nineteen then. So is that the total though? Nineteen. Okay. She rolls her eyes. It says, "Fine, we'll take care of the animals." Just, but get going and make sure that no one knows that you're doing this outside of the, the main mission of, of taking care of the refugees. I told the guy taking us that we are headed to his circus. Okay. We'll just make sure he keeps it under his hat, too. Make sure he doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> All right. Fast forward back to the docks. Oh, hello! The Elf Maidens have returned! So good to see you again! Um, I didn't get a chance to introduce myself before. My name is Azaki Wasanti. You can call me Azaki. Can I call you Wasaje? My <laughs> name is Azaki. Can I call you Fancy Footwork? That is the name of my boat! Do you like my boat? This yeah. is my ship. I've worked very hard to, uh, to, to get it. I see. I did a lot of, lots of fancy footwork to get it, which why is, is the reason why I, I called it the why fancy is it footwork. Small? It's. It's not small. Um, Besides, it's not the size of your boat that counts. It's how you use it. It's how you sail it. And I am a uh, very good sailor. And he gives you a wink. Uh, <laughs> uh, so as a reminder, his name is Azaki. Okay. I'm just going to call him Fancy Footwork. Oh, gosh. Okay, could you take us three and the two dogs and the chicken? You have a lot of animals that come with you, huh? Um. Would you would you want to take two elephants and three ponies with you? Too? I, I I would not have room for them down below. Exactly. Okay. Um. 
could you take a Wait, second? I'm sorry. Was that just an ultimatum? Is that what just happened? If I don't take the two dogs and the chicken, then you're going to make me take elephants and ponies. Is that what just happened? Yes. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> no. Well, no, I'm going to restart. <laughs> no. <Yes>! No. <laughs> Yeah. Or do you want someone else to roll the persuasion? Who's, who's got the best persuasion skill in the group? I have zero. Mm, I have plus five. I think that might be the best one. So, so Dave, do you want to step in here? Because things yeah. seem to be going relatively poorly yeah. with me interacting with Azaki. I think this boat is beautiful, and it would suit our needs just well. Let's let's try and let's try and go on this adventure. Uh, ro ro roll a persuasion check. All right. Twelve, <laughs> with the plus five. Mm -hmm. Well, roll it with advantage because they, they'd be helping you too. Okay. Yeah. Although I'm not sure how much help they would be. That's fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. He he reluctantly like takes it. He's like, ah, you have a you have a good eye, my friend, for for ships. This is well, she may not be the largest ship in the in the harbor. She isn't. She is amazingly fast. Could you and sleek. Could you take us to Atlantis? Oh, Atlantis? What the? Why would you want to go to Atlantis? That's a dangerous place to go to. We have to pick up my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> we have to pick up my grandpa. Roll deception? Six. She gets advantage. Six. I get advantage. You, you do not get advantage. Wait, wait, is someone going to be helping her with this lie? Yes. I got an eight. You got an eight? Okay. <laughs> How are you helping her with that lie? Uh, well, just, we need to go with Atlantis. Be honest, it's our job. We don't know why exactly. Oh, so it's, it's, not, the, it's not the grandpa. Well, my grandpa well, is there. Yeah, our gra her grandpa is there. It's birthday, but... It's also our job to go there and... It's his birthday. How old is he? He's turning... 100 and Not Well, we are at this. He is 500. He is 500. That's a respectable age for an elf. I've never heard of elves being on Atlantis before. Um, it's okay if you don't want to tell me why you're going there. It's, no, no, uh, he, he's my ex-grandpa. You broke I, up with him. What? <laughs> what? Um, I, I tur we all turn at Galaxy like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, sure, I could take you to Atlantis, but uh, it'd be kind of expensive to get there. Would do you like unlimited, uh, unlimited chips and salsa afterwards? I don't know what chips and salsa um, are. Would you do it for 200 gold pieces? 200 gold pieces for the three of you and for the two dogs and the chicken. We won't be any harm. I'm Mr. Bok Bok! Oh, that chicken talks! Wow, oh, that is, uh... <laughs> Yes, never call him a chicken. He is Mr. Bakbak. Right, Mr. Bakbak? Oh, he is a... That's right! I'm Mr. Bakbak! I'm a person, not a chicken! Oh, he's a... Okay, all right. So we've <laughs> got four people and two, two mangy dogs. Uh, one goes in my backpack. I put poop in my backpack just in case. Like, do you do this in front of him? Yes. Oh, and there's Ian. That's right, and Ian's with you as well. So five people. So there's five people and no, and just, one dog because you are keeping the dog in their bag. Okay. He's just this big dog, and you just see him sink down. Yeah, he just like, <laughs> shrinks no, and no, no, gets sucked into like, your it's like a unicorn Mario butt backpack. No, it's a Mario going in, kind of like. Hey. Yep, totally Mario going into a a pipe. 
He does that. <coughs> uh, all right. So since there's there's five of five persons, and he does the air quotes. How is there five? Well, Ian is with you as well. And Mr. Bachbach. And Mr. Bachbach. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um. He's like, I would, I would do it for it's a, it's about a two day journey. Uh, I will do it for five hundred gold. Uh, make it. Uh, you were about to say six hundred, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> if you give us. You and you're like, wait, that's not the way negotiation works. If you give us all a foot, a foot massage, we'll, we'll put in the extra. Oh, 100. you would like me to give you a foot massage? Yeah, I could. Yeah, absolutely. I would. Do, I, in fact, I will give you two foot massages. Oh, my feet are sore. And he gives you a wink. Uh, no wink. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, deal. No, no, Actually, all for, of us. for foot massages, I will do it for 400 gold and two foot massages for the for the galaxy elf maiden over here. Yeah. All right, come aboard. Come aboard. This is okay. going to be great. First, um, you're dating your grandpa. I don't have a grandpa. I know, but you said I, my ex, my ex grandpa. My ex grandpa. My parents were divorced. <laughs> But they got back together in a day. If your parents divorce, their parents are still your grandparents. <laughs> no, no, his name is X. His name. <laughs> My ex grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <I> <sighs> All right. You let me do. Let me and James do the planning, and just yeah, I'll you keep... go. You go get your foot massages. Oh, um. Uh, I well, pull out my we'll put an bottle. extra fifty if you uh, give Boomer um, my uh, my dogs a foot massage too. I'm sorry, I don't I don't have much experience with giving dogs foot massages. I would I'd be more than happy to to pet your dog, but foot massage I any not really my massage? thing. Oh, roll persuasion. Birdie, you're paying like. But do it, do it with advantage because he's Birdie, he's taking a liking to you. Birdie, you're paying all these. You're paying all this. No, he massage said. Money. He said for two massages and all of us, he'll put it for four hundred cheaper. Yeah, yeah. You're you're paying all of it. Yeah, he he came down in the price if it meant that he got to give you extra foot massages. That's. I'm out. Yeah, um, seems like a win-win. I guess. Maybe. Depending. Oh, wait, wait <laughs> what do I what roll? What if Greg found out that... Roll, roll a persuasion, because you're trying to get boom a foot massage as well. I got a 16. Well, and you do it with advantage, because oh. he, he likes you. <laughs> you just... Wait, you just... Why does every weird boy I meet... <laughs> well, because you're a weird person. Oh, wow, thanks. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Okay. It is a natural. It's 20. like all right. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. I will give you a dog a foot massage. I'm um, dogs. Do Do both. Oh, both dogs. So okay. you're cheating on Greg. I'm not dating any of them. Oh, I'm sorry. Who is this Greg fellow that you're referring to? Um, uh, he's my cat. You're, oh. <laughs> you're, you're. <laughs> Roll deception. I got a seven. You got a seven on your deception. It's like ah, oh, your your cats, huh? And he leans over to Mimi and is like... He died. She doesn't have a cat. No, it's who? just another boy who likes her. Ah. But she doesn't. So there's competition for Galaxy. Huh? Oh, no, no, I've never been one to shy away from, uh, from fighting over a woman. Yes, I will give her some fantastic foot massages and she will see that oh. Izaki <laughs> is the one that she is wanting to be with. I pull out some whiskey. Ooh, whiskey. Yes, that uh, that always helps. No, it's mine. 
Oh, you're not sure? All right. Well, I suppose that was not part fine, of the deal. Fine, fine. All right, I'll yes. I'll pour you a little glass. Thank you very much, Mimi. Um. And he cheers you. I'm sad. Uh, I can't. Um, Do this. I And visiting, wink, wink, ex-grandpa. I am going to bed because I don't want to see how. All right, so it's a very it's a very small boat. I hope it's he a dies. <laughs> ship, and he he Wait, starts running what? around. What? What? I hope he dies. He starts running around the ship very quickly. Um, but it, yeah, it's 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 a small ship. It's a single mass, a single sail ship. So he's able to do everything on the ship himself. Uh, but there are uh, technically three levels to the ship. Um, so you are on the main deck when you first come on right now, and then there are stairs that are leading up to the front of the ship and the back of the ship, and on the back of the ship, that's where it's got the big steering wheel for, for steering. And then at the front, um, there's kind of like a landing that you can stand on, and then there's one deck below that's got a couple of rooms with uh, bunks, bunk beds in it for, for sleeping in. I'm, I will be heading off to bed. Uh, it, is, it is morning, but you did stay up all night. Um, and I'll just leave you guys. And so I go up to bed. Okay, okay. so you go down to bed. So I'm asleep. So, yeah, so th that's the reason why I did this drawing out on this map here. So you can see actually how tiny this boat actually is. So in total, it's about, it's 15 feet wide. It's about 30 feet long. And the uh, diagram that I have on the right-hand side is the upper deck. And the diagram I have on the left-hand side is the lower deck. Where's the five beds? One for me, one for Galaxy, one for Dave, one for Ian, and one for Mr. Bokbok. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the the first room there going down. No, no, I'm sorry. There. Those are two sets of bunk beds. So there's four beds that are in that room, and then there's uh, another room that's a single bed there. So there's five beds in total that are available. I bring this. Wait, so there's five beds in that room. There. There, it's two rooms. There's four beds in one room and another room with a single bed in it. Yeah, so there is there is just barely enough room for all of the all of the people. But there there is enough beds for all the people to to have their own bed. So this is Mr. Bokbok's the red bed. Okay. All right. So Mr. Bokbok has his own bed. So all right. So Azaki gets the ship going. Gets it ready to to sail out into into the harbor, and Mimi declares that she's going to be going below deck and going to bed. What is what is everybody else going to be doing? I agree. You're going to be going to bed too. Yeah. You've had enough of Azaki. <laughs> Dave, what about you? Anything in particular that you want to do? I think I'm just going to join the troop. Okay. Well, I'll head to bed. All right. Um, so you would take, uh, would you consider it a long rest as you're just leaving Izaki to it? And you can hear the, the wood and the deck creaking up above you. Um, you can hear the water splashing and hitting the, the, the side of the fancy footwork. And you can hear the ropes and the sails rustling in the wind, and the ship begins to, to move out of the harbor and out into the wild blue yonder. Is anyone seasick? <laughs> That's a really great question. I would like all three of you to roll a survival check for me. Okay, well, I'm good at survival. I get plus four survival. I, I got myself a 19. 19? Okay, yep, you're good. 
got a six. You got a <laughs> six, okay. I got eleven. You got eleven? Alright. Galaxy, once the boat starts moving, your stomach lurches. <laughs> and like you're you turn a little green. And you think to yourself, oh boy. I don't oh no. I don't feel very good. Can you roll a uh, roll a constitution check for me? I hope I fail. <laughs> A nine. A nine. Okay. Um, yeah, you you are. Yeah, after an hour being on the boat, you you get sick. Um, are you going to be so? But you have time to get up to the deck and throw up over the side of the boat if you want, or can you I accident? Can I wink, wink, accidentally wink, wink on a lack of that. Azaki. Azaki. You want to throw up on Azaki? On accident. On accident? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Alright, so you... It's start, but it's starting to... Like, your stomach is churning, right? And it's like, oh, oh, and you feel yourself start to gag. I'm not going to do too much of the, the noises that go along with that, because... <laughs> okay, you can do it for me. Um, and so, yeah, you go run, you burst out of the room, and you go running up the stairs, and the... the the salty air hits you as soon as you you get into open daylight, and you see uh, you see Azaki at the back of the ship, and you'd have to go up another another set of stairs to get up to where he's at with the uh, uh, the what is it the rudder is the, the, the with the steering wheel. Yep. Yeah, because the rudder is the thing under the water, isn't right. it? Mm -hmm. I should have researched like sailing terms more. The captain's <laughs> wheel, maybe. The captain's wheel. Okay, so you see, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. You see Azaki standing there at the captain's wheel on the 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 next deck up, and he sees you. He's like, Ah, Galaxy, how are you feeling? <laughs> okay, um, he's like, Oh, I've seen that look before. Uh, just, and so, uh, roll another constitution check to see if you could hold it just enough to go up the stairs and throw up on him, or do you have to go to the rail? Ten. Ten? Um, you make it about halfway up the stairs, and you're almost there. He's like, whoa, what, 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 what are you doing? And that's when you can't hold it in any longer, and you grab hold of the side of the boat and, and empty the contents of your stomach into the water below. Okay, that's good. Um, I kind of wish it was on the ship, but that'd be disgusting. He's like, well, that's 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 good that you made it uh, that far. Um, but uh, thank you very much for for aiming off on the side of the boat, because I wouldn't uh, have wanted to clean that up. Neither would I. All right, so do you go back to bed? <laughs> yeah, because I don't feel good. Yeah. Well, as as elves, you only need about four hours for a long rest, because remember, you don't actually sleep; you just meditate for for. Four-hour period of time. What? We don't sleep. No, no, you just oh. meditate. So technically, you don't need a bed or a sleeping bag, but you have them because they're fun. <laughs> How did you know? A couple of hours go by. You meditate. I, Dave, I imagine sleeps. Mm-hmm. And I wake up four hours later. You come out of your trance four hours later. I have a cup of coffee. You have a cup of coffee. Do you have any coffee with you? We'll see. I also got a tiny one for Mr. Bok-Bok. You got a little tiny coffee cup for Mr. Bok-Bok? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we Thanks, baby. This is really good. <laughs> I'm wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so much energy now. 
do we go up to the... Oh, he's already up there. Mr. Bob guy, he's running all over the place. He's like, we're sailing! This is so fantastic! Wow, look at that! What is that? What is that? Hey, what is that? Hey, baby, what is that? And he's looking at something behind the ship. And Izaki turns around. He's like, yes, what is it? What is that? I look. Because I have animal handling, so I see what it is. An animal handling? Roll a perception check. Eleven. Eleven. So there is something that you see uh, off in the distance in the water, but it, it's hard to make out. With just the the waves and the sun glinting off, um, and there seems to be a little bit of mist in that direction as well, coming off of the water. So it's like there's an object that's there, but you can't quite see what it is. I take a sip of coffee. I don't know. And Mr. Bakbak, did you finish your coffee? I sure did. Can I have another one? Sure. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love coffee. <laughs> Well, you can have it every day if you want. I'm better! And oh, I should point out that it has been past the 30 days that he was charmed and created, and he has chosen to stay with you because you treated him well enough that he has decided not to go off on his own. So he is he is with you of his own free will. Forever? I mean, sure, but he is a person now. Is that It's like so if... If you're like mean to him, it's like he might leave. But yeah, he but he decided to stick around because he he enjoys your company so much. You are friends. He considers you his BFF. <laughs> well, okay. Mr. Bachbach, I have some leftover bread. I actually do. Do you want to finish the bread? I would love some bread. Yeah. Here's some bread. Thank you so much. And you can have whiskey later. What? <laughs> Am I old enough to have whiskey? Wait, are you old enough to have whiskey? Yes, I am. <laughs> Roll a deception check. <laughs> but I, I am. Well, yeah, I suppose technically you are. Yeah, because you're you're still kind of a teenager for no, an elf. I'm twenty. Oh, you changed that. You wanted you wanted to be a little bit older. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, then how? I'm two hundred, but what would that make? Twenty. That, that, that's twenty. That would still make you in your in your twenties. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. So Sam and I had talked um, offline. About how she didn't like the idea of Mimi being a teenager going on all these adventures. She wanted her to be a, an adult. She am, thought that was I, Was I an adult? Yes, you were an adult. Yeah. I like her as a teenager. So this would... No, I was 14. Yeah, so like, so, yeah, when you translate elf to human year, she was like 14 years old. So I didn't want to be that old. She, she wanted to be older. She wanted to be a true adult in the game. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll retcon that and say that's what it is. Um, um, so, so Ian comes up onto the deck. And hey, maybe so. What's uh, what's all the hubbub about up here? Mister Bachbach had his first cup of coffee. Oh, that's that's what all that running around he, was. He's still running around. Yeah, he totally is still running around. <laughs> Just ah, this is the best. <laughs> he has like these. But what is that thing? And he's like, what what thing is he referring to? The thing in the distance. I don't know what it is. But Mister Bachbach still has his oversized glasses. Ian puts his. Hands around his eyes, trying to make it out, and then he reaches into his belt under his cloak, and he pulls out a set of binoculars. You wouldn't know these as binoculars, though. You would think that they're just some weird, like, real big, heavy pair of glasses. And he puts Ooh, them up to his eyes. Those? He's like, huh. And he, he hands the binoculars to you. Wait, I don't need 
glasses. Well, just look at that thing through this. And it takes a moment. It's a little disorienting because you've never looked through binoculars before. But for, for a moment, you don't know what you're looking at. And then you realize that you are seeing this object very far away up close. And it is another ship. It's a very large ship with uh, looks about like two large masts with about five or six sails that are coming off of it. Full mast of like with a full uh, head of wind. Will we pirate? Oh, I wish I would have looked up more sailors terms for this. Gale. Yeah, full gale. Thank Will you. Will we be yeah. pirates? And there is a pirate flag that is rustling in the wind above the Mr. mast. Mr. can be a pirate. No, he's a cowboy. He'd be and better Ian at says, pirate. we got pirates. Ahoy, matey! <laughs> um, All aboard! Is this a scimitar sword? Yes, that is a sword. Okay. I put up my scimitar. Let's do this. A- Azaki overhears this as well. Pirates, oh no! It's, uh, what, uh... He's like, do, he goes over to Ian, do you mind if I take a look? And Ian hands him the binoculars he looks through. And uh, he says, oh, no, I think I know. I think I know what the pirate this is. This is Ian speaking? This, this is uh, this is Azaki now. I'm being completely serious here when I say this, but I think that is the... Uh, I think that is the dread pirate nine lives. We can't outrun them. Why? Well, they're, they're, their ship is much faster than ours. As, as fast as the fancy footwork is, their ship is faster, from what I hear. But we will do our best. And he starts running around and pulling on ropes hey, hey, and pulleys and uh, other Azi- sailing things to try and... Aziki? Azaki. Azaki, why don't you go wake up Galaxy for this? Why? What are you doing? Because he's very busy right now running around sailoring stuff. I'm <laughs> sing, sing in a pirate accent. <laughs> in a pirate accent? Yes. Galaxy R get up here now, me matey. And then I just come up like with my sleeping mask and just like these uh just suspenders. Just pajamas. <laughs> like they're black it's all black because it like some for some reason. I thought you had all like rainbow I, pajamas yeah, or unicorn pajamas. Yeah, right now it's all black and it's all like sh- shaggy and I just have this humongous cup of it's bigger than my head a humongous cup of, cup cup. of coffee it's like a bucket of coffee <laughs> yeah i know mr Bachbach thinks it's a pool his eyes go wide do, do you have like a, a mean set of bedhead going on right now as well where all yeah. your hair is like sticking out straight yeah. to the other side my purple hair is like uh, i thought you had red hair no, I have purple hair. No, you red. Purple. When you drew your character before, I thought you drew her with red hair. No. Well, it's a reddish purple. It changes. Yeah, yeah. It depends, it depends on her mood. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, but Mr. Bopbox, suddenly his eyes go wide at the sight of the big coffee. <gasps> my, my coffee. Galaxy, can I have some of your coffee? My coffee mug says, wake me up until I have more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> wake me up until I have more, until I have more coffee. Okay. So the ship starts to get closer off in the distance. And it's getting closer, and closer, and closer. Dave, can you roll a perception check for me? Twenty. Unnatural twenty. Unnatural twenty. Okay. You do see that the ship is much, much closer to us now than what it was before. 
Yeah. And you see a person flying towards you. Mr. Buckbuck, it's Superman! Arr, Superman! Yay! No, it's not Superman. It's Batman. It's Batman doesn't fly. I know. It's Superman! Well, actually, actually it could be Batman because uh, you see that it's got some sort of rope or tether oh. streaming out from behind it. Mr. Buckbuck, it's Batman! And it's... Um, yeah, so so this person's got a line that seems to be shooting out behind it that leads back to the pirate ship, and this this person is flying straight towards us. Yikes! Hey, everybody, there's someone coming right towards us right now. This is not looking good. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we should do? Um, I turn. Wait, what's my best flying animal that can do the most damage? She can be a trick. What's the name of the spell? It's Conjure Animals? What is it that the rest of you want to do? So, so Mimi is trying to think about like what she could, what kind of animals that she could summon that can fly. Galaxy, what are you going to do? I'm going to do a... I'm going to do seeming and turn everyone into a pirate. <laughs> okay. All right. With like a hook and everything. Seeming. Okay. Even Mr. Backpack. Well, no. well, he's he's down below deck, but no, I mean, not Mr. Mr. Backpack will look adorable. But he's not fighting. I know he's just cosplaying. Mr. Backpack, you are not gonna come up here to fight. I don't want you getting hurt. Yeah, he can't fight. I think a giant eagle is probably the biggest biggest animal that you can you could summon that could fight. that can fly and fight. Okay, I summon. Wait, can I do an <clears throat> eagle and then? Turn into an elemental. Wait. Okay. Well, so then, if if you are going to be casting like attack spells, then we're going to go directly into initiative. I'm going to turn. Actually, I'm going to turn everyone. What's the most powerful creature in D and D? Um. Dragon. Um, so, what, what what's the name of the spell that you're? That Seeming. You're, you can. The spell allows you to change the number of any of creatures you can see within range. You give each target you choose a new illustrary appearance. I can give any appearance. Right, but the the appearance has to be uh, about the same size as the creature you're casting it on. So you can only make them look about a foot bigger or yeah, smaller. I know. So, um, so yeah, you could you could technically choose any creature you want. Be- are they called beholders? Beholders, yes. <laughs> just the just the <laughs> Mr. Backpack is little beholder. Beholder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you want to turn everyone into a beholder? Yes. But we're not actually a beholder. Yes, right, right. but it, it will look intimidate like it. them. No, but Mr. Bakbak is not a beholder. Please don't turn him in one. I'll try not to. It's just an illusion. It, it, she doesn't actually turn him into a beholder. So it's still Mr. Bakbak, but it's just like to everyone else. Like a costume. He looks like a little float. He would look like a little floating beholder running around <laughs> on the ground really fast. That's all jazzed up on caffeine. Do we have time to ask Azaki if they know if he knows anything about this pirate? Sure. Yeah. Um is like I uh, I it, nine lives all all that I know about nine lives is that very famous. Very deadly. It's uh I, what this thing is right now, I don't I I've never seen this before. Okay. Okay, I, we're going into initiative. All right, because you are going to attack with, but with I'm the doing spell. seeming. 
Yep, you you did seeming already. Oh, okay. So everyone beholders. looks like a beholder now. <laughs> but what what happens if I turn into an elemental as a beholder? Um, that would that would destroy the illusion. You would no longer look like a beholder. All right, let's do initiative. Two. Mimi got it too. Galaxy, what's your initiative? Uh, eight. Eight. All right, Dave. Five. Five. All right. Do you want to roll initiative for Boom? Yes. Boom. Get out of the backpack. And Mr. Bakbak is going to stay downstairs, right? He's not going to be joining this fight. Yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen. So this person actually gets to go first. And this person gets a little bit closer, and it gets close enough that you can see that it's a tiefling. A tiefling is... You know what a tiefling? I don't. A tiefling is is a person that has some uh, devil uh, ancestry somewhere in their family's past, and so she is she's got purple skin. Oh, I know it's a boy. With yellow eyes, and she's got uh, two horns that swirl out from her forehead. But she's got long dark hair that is flying and out behind her from the speed that she's flying at us right now, and you can and. Funny enough, there's that she's got big old goggles on, and you've seen like Blondie wear goggles similar to like this before. And she's got robes and belts and other things like that. So, so she's got like a lot of gear on her. And it, uh, and Galaxy, you think that there she might be a uh, magic user um, with some of the robes and some of the stuff that she has on her. Looks like she might have some spell components. And the fact that she's flying <laughs> is also a pretty clear giveaway that she might be a magic user as well. So, but she gets close to the back of the ship, and you can tell that she's also holding a large crossbow. And this is also when you notice that there's a, a rope or tether, there's something that's streaming out from behind her that's, that waves in the air for a little bit, but then dips down into the water. And you can tell that the line goes back towards the large pirate ship. And she suddenly puts up her hands with this holding the crossbow and she stops mid-air she aims at the back of the fancy footwork and fires a large arrow from this crossbow and there's a rope that's attached to the arrow that that's swirls out behind it it's not your turn yet as the arrow sinks into the back of the fancy footwork there's a mechanism that's attached to the arrow as well. And she turns around and flies away. Boom goes next. And so Boom just ruff, ruff. Because <laughs> he can't do anything. What? Unless you want him to do something. But the, yeah, this person is, is flying away at the moment. Uh, can he send lightning bolts? Can he do that? Mm -mm. Nope, he can't. He can't shoot just, or summon lightning bolts. Bark very... Okay. Is he a beholder too? Yes, he would be a beholder too. Are the pirates terrified? Are they terrified? Yeah. Uh, you did not. Uh, well, roll a perception check. Let's see if you got a good look at uh, okay. at the pirate as she was coming in. Fourteen. Fourteen. 
it, it was it was hard to tell because um, she was still a little ways away. But uh, when she stopped and she fired the arrow, there was just a moment of hesitation that she gave to all of the people on the deck of the ship. Um, and it seems more confusion than fear. But still, is it terrifying? <laughs> 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 Terrifyingly confused. <laughs> All right, so so all right, so Boom is 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 barking away. Um, it's it's Azaki's turn, and uh, he he's got his sword out, but he's got one hand still on the on the captain's wheel, but he's got a, a scimitar in his other hand. Now, Galaxy, it is your turn. Ooh, butsing! Can I turn the her into a worm? With polymorph. Uh, what's the? It says. She gets a saving throw on. I believe you can. Yeah, she gets a a wisdom saving throw. What's the range on polymorph? Uh, the range is sixty feet. Um, so she's flying. What is the movement speed of fly? She may still be in range. See, well, actually, no. In the round, she would use part of her movement to get to the ship, fire, and then turn around. Actually, you know what? I am going to say that she is still in range. She is within 60 feet. She's just barely within 60 feet of the ship. Yay. So, Polymorph. <laughs> so, you're going to turn her into a what? A silkworm. A silkworm? So, she'll just fall into the ocean. Right. So, is so a silkworm would probably have one or less hit points. Um, so when it would hit the water, it would it, probably die. It would, yeah, it would take damage, and then she would turn back into her normal self. So would you want to polymorph? So I'm trying to get at what's your intent of polymorphing her? Is it just to keep How, her from getting away? Uh, yeah. How, what what would be the best option? So you could turn her into something that uh, that has a few more hit points than that, <laughs> but wouldn't um, wouldn't allow her to get away. But okay, but first let's let's see if she makes the saving throw or not. Alright, so what, what saving throw does she need to do? A wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. And what is your spell save, DC? She got a pretty good roll. But it's going to be close. 18. 18. Alright, so she rolled a 16. <laughs> and for her wisdoms... Oh, but she gets a plus 4 on her wisdom saving throw. So she does actually resist it. So you... Pull out your magic wand and try to... Why do I need my magic wand? Well, you don't need your magic wand. It's just it's a, your spell focus. Cool. As long as you have it on you, you're, you're able to, to cast the spell. So, so what does it look like when you cast the spell? There's little silkworms attacking her. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> like, will you turn into one of us? Alright, so a, a stream of little silkworms, glowing silkworms, shoot out of your fingertips. <laughs> Go over Azaki's head and off the the bow of the ship, bow of the ship, and arc towards her, and they hit her in the feet because that's the way that she's flying right now, because she's flying like Superman. And for a moment, there's hesitation of where she falls, like maybe a foot, but then she like shakes it off, glares back at you, and then keeps flying back towards the pirate ship. But the silkworms say, "One of us, one of us, one of us." <laughs> Alright, uh, it's Ian's turn, and Ian says, uh, gang, I'm, I'm not quite sure what to do here. Uh, should I, should I shoot her? Yeah. Yeah? 
Yeah. Like, all right. Well, he's gonna he's gonna pull his gun out, and he's gonna take a shot at her. Good. I like that. Kill. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> what? All right. So he's gonna pull his gun out, and he's gonna take uh, two shots at her. The first one hits, and the second one also hits. So he takes two shots, and there's a large bang, bang from, from his gun, and a arc of blue laser light shoots out of the, the out of the muzzle of, of his gun. And you can see both of them arc instantly and, and hit this flying mage. And she's going to take... Uh, so for the first shot, she is going to take uh, 19 points of piercing damage. And then for the second shot, that's uh, going to be 11 more points of piercing damage. Is she not looking too good? Uh, no, no, she is looking really, really rough off of those. And you hear Ian curse under his breath. Dang it! Didn't get her. Hey, but you're close. Your turn is Dave, it is your turn now. I was thinking of casting Bless. What do you guys think? What's that do? That'll give you guys a D4 on your attack rolls and saving throws. Basically, anytime that you need to roll a dice, you get to add a D4 to it. Nice, that's pretty good. All right, I think I'll do that. Okay. All right, right, so you cast Bless. So to everybody? Everybody is now blessed. How many people can you cast that on? Three. Three. So So you're going to do... So which three are you going to cast it on? It'll be us three, so... Oh, oh, okay, so you're going to cast it on yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And not Ian. On second thought, Ian's probably a better choice. Let's do that. And not Mr. Bok-Bok. No, okay, Mr. Bok. <laughs> Mimi, it's your turn. I think I could like conjure an animal, but then turn into an elemental. Yep, you could do both of those. You could conjure an animal, okay. um, and it would enter the initiative order. Um, and then, if you you can use your bonus action to turn into an elemental. Okay, so I'm gonna conjure an eagle. You're gonna conjure a giant eagle. Okay. So giant eagle comes into the fray as well. Giant eagle has an armor class of thirteen. And I rolled a four. And it well, you don't have to roll for it; it just happens. You're that good. Oh, were you rolling the initiative for the eagle? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then that turns into a seven for the giant eagle. So we are now back up to the top of the initiative, and the mage does look like it gets no, back. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. What um, what elemental did you want to turn into? What do you think will do the most damage? Well, I think the fire would do the most damage, but I think having a fire elemental on a wooden ship would be problematic. So, uh, a stone elemental might also be problematic. So I would say either an air. I believe the air elemental can, but the water elemental can also shoot through the water very, very fast. I turn into an air elemental and I fly a little farther from the ship so they don't, so they don't get infected. Okay, you turn yourself into an air elemental, but that's uh, yeah, and then you use your movement um, to shoot off of the boat, off of the fancy footwork towards the pirate ship, right? And you travel 90 feet. You actually almost make it almost completely to the pirate ship in your turn. But you're still about 30 feet away from, from this big pirate ship. And to give you a perspective on this, 
The fancy footwork is, that's what I have drawn off on the map on the right hand side there. So it's about 15 feet wide and it's about uh, 30 feet long. The ship that's approaching is twice the length, more than twice the length. So it's over 60 feet wide and it's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and it's 30 feet wide. So, and it looks like it has multiple decks and multiple levels on it. So it's at least three times the size of the fancy footwork. So it's a, it's a massive pirate ship that's bearing down on you right now. So you get that close to the ship and you see everything I just described there. When you get out there though, you actually get next to the tiefling mage that's flying through the air. That's like, you caught up to her super duper fast because you are an air elemental now. And so you can tell this mage is super hurt. So there's actually, you can see blood starting to drip off of her from where uh, Ian had shot her from the fancy footwork. Maybe she's good, but I doubt it. You don't know, you don't know. Um, but one thing that you do see is because you've gotten that close to the ship is that you do see that there's some sort of mechanism that's on the pirate ship that's now turning very, 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 very fast. No, it's and it's winding in the rope that was attached to the arrow that's attached to the fancy footwork. So it looks like that the pirate ship is starting to reel the fancy footwork in now. So and now that you're so close to the ship, you could hear and you know typical pirate sounds coming from the pirate ship. And there's a couple of pirates that are on the deck that see you, and they're going they're going to start shooting arrows at you. So what's your, what's your armor class as a air elemental? It's 15. And you have a 90 hit points as an air elemental. All right, so there's five pirates that are gonna be shooting arrows at you. The first one misses. The second one hits. Third one hits. Fourth one hits. Fifth one hits. And the fifth one hits. So you get hit by four arrows. Shouldn't it just go right through her since she's air? Uh, she is resistant to non-magical attacks, so all of this damage is going to be halved for her. Okay. 44 points of piercing damage in total, so you take 22 points of piercing damage from, from these arrows. You're fine, you're fine. So you are now down to 68 hit points as an air elemental. So all of these arrows come shooting up from the, from the pirates. It is Boom's turn now. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, boom tries to like bite the arrow. He find he sees that the arrows on the ship. Well, you're still the two ships are still like 120 feet away from each other. Yeah, but you said the arrows on the ship, and it's like reeling it in. Uh, right, yeah. So the ships are getting closer and closer to each other, but right now they're about 120 feet yeah, away. So Boom is trying to get the arrow off. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so Boom. Okay. Can you, all right, so you give directions to Boom to uh, to break the arrow off. Like, just try to, with his, like, mouth, try to take it off and his paws. Okay. All right, so, and Boom takes off running and runs up the stairs to where the captain's wheel is and dives off the back of the boat. And... Won't he get electrocuted? Roll an attack for me, for Boom. Yeah, because he's he's attacking the arrow that's embedded into the the side of the fancy footwork. Eleven plus seven, eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Also get a, a D4. Oh wait, no, boom! You didn't bless boom. Oh, you're right. I apologize. Yeah. Oh. So never mind. Uh, 
but then he gets a, does it hit? All right, so he, yeah, he, well, he latches onto it, but it's, it's a heavy, heavy duty arrow that's oh. stuck into the side of the ship. So he's hanging off of the side of the ship with the arrow in his jaws, <laughs> just trying to yank it free. And his first attack doesn't, doesn't do it, but he gets a second attack. So roll another one. Eighteen plus seven. Okay, so this time that is good enough, and he uh, crunches down on the arrow with his jaws and snaps the arrow in half, and the <laughs> rope goes flying off does into it, into the does distance. It slap someone in the face. Uh, <laughs> if anything, it would slap Boom in the face, but he's <laughs> he's immune to non-magical uh, damage. So it, so it doesn't hurt. Yeah, so it hits him in the face, but he pays no mind to it. And it does him does no like, damage like whatsoever. So now Boom is hanging off of the side of the boat, off of this broken arrow, just hanging there contently. Boom, up, go up, up, up. All right, so yeah, so he digs his claws into the side of the boat and climbs back up, but he's- <laughs> Is he like a spider? <laughs> you no, know, he has to slam his little corgi feet into the woodwork. I'm very sorry. Uh, hey, that's oh, 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 oh! The, my poor, my poor boat. What? Uh, would you rather have all of us die? That's uh, only one foot massage for you now. Um, what about the tiefling? Did she have her turn? Oh yeah, she got onto uh onto her ship. So oh, I'm sorry if that if, if I didn't make that clear before. Yep. So you had caught up to her on your turn, and then it was her turn, and she flew the rest of the way and got onto the ship, and she disappeared below deck before you had. A, so you you're not you just know that she got back to the pirate ship, but you don't, you're not quite sure where she's at at the moment. And that's when the other pirates on the ship had hit you with a barrage of of arrows. And so in case you missed it, um, and so now Boom had broken the arrow off that was reeling the fancy footwork into into the pirate ship. So uh, Azaki's turn is that he's going to sheathe his scimitar, and now he is going to try and pilot the fancy footwork ship away from the pirate ship since it is no longer tethered to it. And Mimi, there is another barrage of arrows that are getting shot out at you. But they already had their turn. I know these. This is. This is. There's a lot of pirates that are on this ship, and only three of them hit this time. Woo! 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 So it's gonna be 29 points of damage that gets halved down to 14 points of damage. So you are now at 54 points. Uh, for in your air elemental form. Galaxy, it is your turn. And you were blessed. Wait, did Mimi ever do her uh, we, we We haven't gotten to Mimi yet. Because Mimi, Mimi's last turn was uh, her conjuring a giant eagle, turning into an air elemental, and then shooting off the back of the ship towards the pirate I ship. I great idea. What are you going to do? Fireball. Fireball? All right. That's a great idea, right? What is the range on fireball? 150. Ooh, it's a, yep. You totally can can shoot that. Does it always hit? Uh, it's a it does always hit. It's a dexterity saving throw. Our target must take eighty-six fire damage on failed save, or half as much damage as successful one. Yep. So the tank and like the fire will catch the boat on fire. Very well, could. All right, so yeah, you shoot out a fireball from the back of the fancy footwork towards this big pirate ship that's bearing down on us. Roll 8d6 for the damage, please. Are you 
targeting the ship, ship, the sails, or are you just, like, just in general, just targeting everything that you can? Because the fireball is a pretty big area of effect. Okay, everything that you can. Alright, so then, all the pirates are going to be a part of this as well that are on the deck. There's ten pirates that are on the deck that have been shooting arrows at, at Mimi. And, oh boy, all of them miss their dexterity saving throw. Yes! That's beautiful. Yep, roll 86. Tell me the damage. Okay. 29 points of damage. 29? Okay. Yep. Not the best, but still pretty good. Did the tiefling die? Uh, the tiefling... Oh. You can't tell, but uh, the fireball did lots of damage uh, to the ship. And, did it uh, kill some people? It did not. Well, you can't tell from where you're at, but it's like you messed them up really good. All of the pirates got hit with the full brunt of this fireball that are on the deck. The ship took uh, some damage. People below deck things have started on fire. Um, but the ship itself looks like it's like the sails are still intact. The overall structure of the boat still looks like it's intact. Uh, so shockingly, the sailors took a ton of damage from this fireball, but the ship itself does not look like that it was damaged too badly by it. Hey, still pretty good, but is it on fire? Uh, no, it is not on fire, actually. No, it's not a, at all? Not, well, okay, there's a little bit of smoking and burning and things like that are around um, on it. But, like, you didn't set the sails on fire. Like, it's not on fire to the point that it would burn the ship down. I should have done left the sails. Unintended. But still, I got the people. Yeah, you did get the people. Uh, so it's Ian's turn now. And uh, he he can't do anything because the ship is still... Well, actually, I'm sorry. What is the range? He could shoot some bullets. He could shoot some bullets, but um, it's, it's in range. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's going to take aim at, uh, at one of the pirates and take a shot at them. And the first shot hits for 17 points of piercing damage. No, that's at the ship or at someone? At someone. Do they die? Uh, no, they do not. And then you hear a. Dang it! And his his gun jammed on him. Who's? Oh. On Ian's. Dang it! Oh, I had when we uh, if we survive out of this, um, I wanna, uh, I wanna see if um, Azaki would Azaki, like yep. to try the 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 cards. After we <laughs> you, want, you want to give the <laughs> after the whole journey, after the journey. <laughs> You're gonna make Azaki choose a card persuade, from the deck of many things. Persuade him. Oh boy, uh, Mimi. Uh, five more pirates are taking shots at you with arrows, and f you get hit by four of them. All right, so that's gonna be thirty-one points of damage, halved to fifteen. So you are already down to 39 hit points as an air elemental. Dave, it is your turn. Alrighty, um, I'm in range for pistols. Uh, they are still uh, 120 feet away. Do we okay. have the range written down on what the pistols are? We don't. Uh, it is out of range, 90 feet, 90 feet. is the max range on, on the pistol. Alright, and spiritual weapon, is that in range? If you did have a spiritual weapon, uh, the range on that is 60 feet. Okay. I can cast mending on the ship from where boom, <laughs> boom was damaging it. Um, or you could um, use your action to help 
someone else give them advantage on their on their attacks so like even if they're far away it's maybe yell out direction to them or tell them where to direct their attacks and give them advantage on them yeah i can do that i can assist uh galaxy on her next attack just by pointing in the general direction where i see pirates <laughs> well that well, the next person that would be going would be uh would be mimi okay then yes i can do that for mimi is if there's a way to way to signal her yeah so it's oh dang it mimi i'm sorry we skipped over the giant eagle all right, what did, you, what did you want the giant eagle to do? Attack. All right, so you want it to dive down and start attacking the pirates. Mm-hmm. All right, so the giant eagle with this 30-foot wingspan shoots out from the... Well, it appeared above our ship and then flew over towards the towards the pirate ship. Uh, so for the giant eagle, it's going to make... Yep, it makes two attacks, one with its beak and one with its talon. Can you roll a attack for its beak? It's going to be a plus five to hit. So a d20. Roll d20 and then add five to it. Ooh, 24. 24, that it's a hit. All right, so now roll a 1d6 plus three. Four. Four, okay. All right, so it swoops down and it pecks at one of the, the pirates that are there. Now roll its uh, talent attack. That is a d20 plus five as well. Natural 20! Natural 20, okay, so we're going to double the dice on this. So it pecked at one one of the pirates, and it... I will, I will give you the choice with this, because it's a natural 20. You can either do the typical double the dice damage, so then it would be 4d6 plus three damage for the talent attack, or it would be the regular damage, and you would cause the, the pirate to get thrown overboard the ship. Overboard. Overboard? Okay. So roll 2d6 plus 3. 12. 12? Okay. All right. And then that pirate goes sailing over the uh, Sailing. Gets <laughs> thrown over the side of the, <laughs> the ship and <laughs> lands in the water with a with big splash. And you hear, Arr, man, overboard! All right, Mimi, it's your turn. I, as a, I will make a little tornado. Whirlwind, each creature in the elemental space. So the elemental is a large elemental. So you can uh, attack up to four pirates at a time. All right, so you move on to the pirate ship and in your air elemental form envelop for the pirates and immediately twist yourself around into a mini tornado on the deck of their ship. And each pirate needs to make a DC strength saving throw. First one misses. Second one misses. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say they all miss um, because those were terrible rolls. Okay, so... Uh, Roll 3d8 plus 2. I had 13. 13, okay. All right, so they all take 13 points of damage. And I need you to roll a... Okay, we're going to do a random throw for each of them in a different direction. So the first one, I want you to roll... You're going to roll a a d4 for each of these guys. And if it's a 4, they get thrown backwards and remain on the ship. If it's any other number besides a 4, they get thrown off the ship. So roll a d4. So for, so for the first pirate. Three. Three? Okay, so that one is now overboard as well. He gets thrown over the side of the ship. Ah! He sounds like Mr. Bok Bok. <laughs> roll it again. Four. 
All right, so that one is still on the ship. He gets thrown backwards, but he hits the side of the ship. Uh, he gets thrown back 20 feet. Can you roll a 2d6 now? This is additional bludgeoning damage he, he takes for hitting the wall of the ship. Nine. Nine points, okay. All right, so now the last pirate, roll a d4. A two. Okay, so he is now overboard as well. So you managed to not... Of those four sailors, those four pirates, they're also sailors. Those four uh, pirates that you enveloped in the mini tornado, three of them got thrown overboard. And there's screaming, there's chaos all over the ship now, and people don't, people don't know what to do, because the last thing that they were expecting was a tornado to suddenly spring up on, on their ship and have fireballs thrown at them and weird blue laser shots coming from the other ship. So this, this little ship that they thought was going to be easy prey uh, turns out to be much more than they, than they had accounted for. Now, however, though, uh, Mimi, now that you are on the pirate ship and you're farther away, you can see something off. You see something else off in the distance. And you see a great hulking shell come out of the surface of the water behind the pirate ship. And you see a gigantic head break the surface of the water as well. And a roar comes out of this creature. Can you roll a... I think this would be a nature check for you. Do a nature check for for me. Natural 20. Natural 20? All right. You suddenly freeze and pause you've heard about these creatures before but you never thought that you'd actually ever see one but coming out of the water behind the pirate ship is a dragon turtle Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network check out other shows such as GM Showcase story arc we're so bad at adventuring and more And that's and that's where we'll, we'll end if you can come over you can see a picture of it Wait, if you want. what what's a dragon <laughs> turtle it's a, it, what that's a dragon turtle Honestly, it sounds dumb. dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's like pig frog. (laughs) You're not excited about a dragon turtle? A a pig frog. (laughs) That's that's a good analogy. Donkey bee. It's a donkey bee.